0: WEF on Africa is illuminated by BrightRock, the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes. Because change is Africa's agenda at WEF 2015. Peter Lacey is with Accenture here at the World Economic Forum. Where are you based, Peter?
1: Uh, as of three weeks ago, based in London until recently in Shanghai. All
0: right. So you see the world, you looking at Africa, perhaps Um, been here often?
1: Yes, yeah, no I have. I haven't been here for a while having uh, been out running our Asia-Pacific division for the last three years, Um, so it's been four years since I've been here, but uh, yeah, regular visitor to Africa.
0: We on the continent sometimes get frustrated that that we're on the back foot, that uh, there's so many developments, exponential uh, changes that are happening around the world that that we aren't kind of getting hooked into, Mm. but on the other hand there's a leapfrog opportunity.
1: I think that's true. I think so. I've just come from moderating the session on the digital transformation of industries, which is a project that the World Economic Forum and Accenture uh, have commissioned to, for example, look at this digital revolution and how Africa captures value through that digital revolution. And I think the, the, there's some good news and some bad news. I think the the bad news is that there are still a number of hurdles and barriers to the kind of pace that we would like to see on something like digital. We still see infrastructure challenges in terms of telecommunications that really are the, the backbone, if you like, of digital opportunities for citizens, for customers. Um, and we also see that there are still plenty of challenges uh, in terms of cross-border collaboration and even the collaboration between business and government. So that's kind of getting some of the tough stuff out out of the way but on the other side of that coin i would say i was um, i've been pleasantly surprised and come away optimistic that there is real innovation and creativity taking place in the digital sector not just the stuff we've heard about for 10 15 20 years like mpesa despite the fact M-Pesa continues in Kenya to have a, an extraordinary impact on people's lives. I was with Bob Collymore yesterday and he talked about the the, the money transfer issue and how just in the, the average $10 money transfer, M-Pesa can save three hours for the average citizen and $3 for a $10 transaction. So, But not just those examples that we've known for a while, but also new examples of digital technologies that are, really revolutionizing the way that we think about healthcare, care remote diagnostics for example palliative care
0: how deep is that where are you seeing that actually happening
1: on the ground i'm seeing that happening on the ground i think um i'll give you an example which is a little counterintuitive i spent yesterday uh at uh, uh in the the township of Langer. And We went out and saw an extraordinary project called um, uh, Brothers For All, which is a project uh, that you wouldn't expect in Langer, essentially taking 170 um, offenders, ex-offenders, people at the most vulnerable parts of society, young men in, aged 18 to 24, and incredibly teaching them how to code, how to be the next generation of digital engineers, digital business people. And and what I was amazed by was not just that we're seeing the creativity from those individuals, which is very positive for this next generation, but also we, we spoke to the brigadier who ran the policing of Langer, and they're looking at how they can work with Brothers for All, for example, to develop apps that help them fight crime, that help them improve response times to respond to crimes in the townships, to look at how they can manage uh, the process of in, anonymous tip-offs to really combat. That crime so I'm really excited about the unexpected pools of innovation in the content which I think are going to be just as applicable uh, around other parts of the world and so can actually be exported as well
0: just to have a look at the information side the broadband side Google's balloons that they've been talking about covering the continent with there are other companies who are also satellite driven or uh, t- other types of technology is that where it all starts do you need broadband first before you can start bringing in these other innovations
1: well I, I, I think it's less of a sequencing issue than a, than a parallel issue I think you need them both to happen you know it, the reality is we need them both to happen at the same time um, but what is absolutely true and I guess the direction of your question is that you cannot make the kind of progress that we know digital uh, can bring you, know, you cannot make that progress without uh, infrastructure without bandwidth without uh, the, the, the the reliability of networks to trans. Transmit large amounts of data. When you look at what's at the heart of the digital revolution, social media, big data analytics, the industrial internet of things, these are the things that disrupt industries. These are the principles that the Ubers and the Airbnbs are using to provide better outcomes, better value for customers, consumers, citizens. And so you do have to have that backbone sorted and that isn't the case in Africa at the moment
0: it's all about ideas i guess if you get the if you get the opportunity if you do have broadband. And in parts of South Africa, East Africa, West Africa, it does exist. Yeah, no, if,
1: I think that's right. I mean, look, you, you, you get, you've got to be very careful not to subscribe to the idea of the build it and they will come. right? So, so it isn't just about broadband. It isn't just about infrastructure. You, know, you do have to make sure there's a really an enabling climate and that you give, for example, as Langer and Brothers for All does, give the opportunity to the next generation of entrepreneurs and business people, you know, so to make sure that the human element, the talent element is there but but absolutely I I think you you really do have to focus on the platform that allows those creative ideas to bubble up.
0: What's the difference in your mind about uh, the future for Asia where you have spent a lot of time and Africa which does seem to still be a little on the back foot? Can this one catch up? Can it in fact catapult past?
1: I think it can. I think the, if you look at the continent, I I remember looking at, uh, I always think it's a useful way to think about uh, the history of regions or countries to look at the Economist front covers over time. And I'm sure you in Africa, I don't know if you'll remember, but I remember looking at a a front cover back in 2000, which described Africa as the hopeless continent. Uh, And then you fast forward to 2011 and the Economist front cover is Africa rising. And I think over the last few years, Africa has grown real momentum and I think it's captured the attention of the kind of clients I work for day to day, the chief executives of multinationals around the world as um, a region that's moving and that has future potential. You know, we know that in terms of the growth rates as well. But
0: it's always had potential. That's the problem. How's it not going to miss the next wave?
1: Well, I think there's a major, major, um, you know, uh, dividend for getting governance on the continent, right? You know, it remains a very difficult place to do business. If you look at any of the, of the indexes in terms of business trust, the quality of the business environment, transparency internationals and so on, you know, it, it is very tough place still to do business for, and that's what I hear from clients. That's what we hear, uh, we heard in the recent study we did on sustainable business in the region. Um, I think that's one thing. I think getting infrastructure right uh, is is another thing um, but I also think that probably the biggest opportunity for the region is this demographic dividend and ensuring that that did that youth um, that wave of youth that's coming through and by 2030 2050 it you know, will be another billion people on the continent but where they're gonna work well that's the point I think that so actually giving them the skills um, you know I think entrepreneurship and allowing people to build their own economic activities bottom-up which is some of the digital opportunity that that sits out there um, and focusing on moving beyond uh, the, the sort of the resource curse that has actually been an, an affliction for so much of the continent to move into some of the manufacturing opportunities that as Asia becomes more expensive, Africa has a chance to capture.
0: But surely those are going to be 3D manufacturing opportunities, uh, not not old plants. And... Uh,
1: no, I think uh, digital, uh, digital printing and digital technologies are clearly going to play a major role in the future in terms of global manufacturing. But for a long time into the future we're going to see probably much more like a hybrid forms of manufacturing that are much more about traditional engineering and technologies that still require heavy labour um, uh, or significant amounts of labour um, but, but over time there's no doubt that, that we have to manage some of the downsides of technology and look into things like jobless growth and, and make sure that, uh, that we do tackle some of those bigger issues.
0: Peter Lacey is with Accenture. WEF on Africa is illuminated by BrightRock, the first ever needs-matched life insurance that changes as your life changes, because change is Africa's agenda at WEF 2015.